Hello everybody, this is Rafal Davidovich. Welcome to Tanya Tuesday. It's Tuesday and we are going to be covering, that is summarizing and giving a little bit of insight on Sefer Tanya, Perak Lamed Beis. This is chapter 32 of Tanya. Lamed Beis, of course, spells the word lave. And this chapter, in a nutshell, uh, elaborates on the mitzvah of Ahavas Yisrael. But let's start by talking about how it fits in the larger theme of Sefer Tanya. As I've mentioned many times, Sefer Tanya is built on the premise, which is stated on the cover page, that the author wants to explain to us how it is very accessible for one to serve Hashem in thought, speech, and deed. And he described several ways in which this can be done. Meaning, how is it karov me'od? How is it very accessible? In chapter 26, the Balatanya began to explain that it is very accessible when one is in a frame of mind of simcha, that without simcha, even easy tasks become very difficult. But when you have simcha, even difficult tasks can become easy. So how does one achieve simcha? So the Baal explained in these several chapters since chapter 26 that the way to achieve simcha is to realize that the difficulties that one confronts in life are actually a sign of greater closeness to Hashem in that it is difficulties that reveal a person's mission in this world and the various nisyonos, meaning the various tests and trials, tribulations that a person experiences are opportunities to perform the wonderful mitzvah of losasuru achril vavchem vacharein meaning that Hashem has given us a mitzvah to stay focused and not to stray after the various distractions of life, both material physical distractions as well as uh, philosophical distractions. This is a mitzvah and we should rejoice in the mitzvah. Sometimes there is the good taste of something that is bitter and there is also a good taste of something that is sweet. So if Hashem wants us to serve him through a little bit of bitterness, then that is also something that tastes good. Then the Baal said that if a person finds himself in the throes of a depression, that he is so overwhelmed by the difficulties and the bitterness of life that he can't get out of it, then the secret to getting out of that is to beating up on your nefesh of Ahamis. You beat up on your animal soul and you say, you good for nothing, nudnik and shagets. You do nothing but make my life a living hell. And of course, this is not your real neshama that you are yelling at because your real neshama is your nefesh ho'elukis, of course. So that when you are being hard on your animal soul for distracting you and making your life uh, coarser and less holy, you are not really beating up on yourself, you're beating up on the animal soul. When you criticize your animal soul for keeping you from fulfilling your fullest potential, meaning that even if you're a good Jew, and even if you're doing mitzvot, you can be stuck in that you are not accomplishing nearly as much as you should be, or as you know that you are capable of. So in a case like that, you're beating up on your animal soul, but this leads to the greater simcha of realizing that you have a nefesh alukis that is meant to be in charge. And this leads to a greater simcha, which now leads us to chapter 32. The Balatanya writes, When a person fulfills this 
this task that was outlined in the previous three chapters, Leo's gufo, nivze venimas be'enav, to realize that his body is what has been pulling him down, so that he rejects his body's efforts to tear him down. Rak simchaso simchas hanefesh levada, you realize that the real simcha of life is in the simcha of your soul, this provides an easy, accessible path. You are now able to fulfill the mitzvah of loving your fellow Jew as yourself. To every single Jew, from the greatest Jew to the smallest Jew. Why should this work? So the Baltanya continues, Since you reject your body and your nefesh bahamis that are trying to make your life miserable, but your soul, your spirit, on the other hand, who knows, we can't even measure how great your neshama is in that it is connected to the living God. So when you think about this, then you realize that in the spiritual realm, when you think about your neshama, you realize that your neshama shares the same source as all other Jewish neshamos. The only way that you are different is in your bodies. So if a person considers his body to be his main existence, his main essence, so I have my body, you have your body, this other one has his body, then there's nothing that really unites us. Of course, there's DNA, but that doesn't unite a person in, th- in the love that exists of realizing there is one common spiritual source. When you realize there is one common spiritual source, then this fulfills, this can begin to fulfill the mitzvah of Avas Yisrael. As Hillel said, that this mitzvah of Avas Yisrael is the whole Torah, Zeho Kol HaTorah Kula. And everything else is just a commentary on that. How can everything else be just a commentary on that? So Baltanya says very forceful words. You want to know what the sword, the foundation, the root of the whole Torah is? To make sure that your neshama, your spiritual nature, is it overpowers and is more powerful than your body. Ad ikara v'sharsha, until its very root, because kol amin v'gam l'hamshich or einzo baruchu v'knesses Yisrael, because the whole source and root of all worlds is that Hashem wants to bestow His life force on the collective entity of the Jewish people, which is why we say in our davening, Barcheinu avinu kulonu keechad bar panecha, Hashem, our Father. Bless all of us together as one with the light of your countenance. Meaning that Hashem wants to relate to all of Klal Yisrael by seeing us as together, as joined together, as one entity. So when we see our spiritual nature as being the main thing, then we realize that another Jew's spiritual nature is also his true reality. And our spiritual natures, the two of us, the three of us, the ten of us, the millions of us, are all sharing one common source. This is how we achieve the mitzvah of Avas Yisrael. The second half of the chapter of the Baal Tanya says that this is true even if another Jew is doing an Aveira. Because even though he's doing an Aveira and you say, well, he's doing an Aveira, so don't I have to hate him? Don't I have to feel bitterness and anger towards him? So Baal Tanya says, no. 
because you are only entitled to feel any sort of negative feelings towards another Jew who has sinned if you have been able to fulfill the mitzvah of hocheach tocheach es amisecha properly, which means giving him proper rebuke that comes out of love and someone who is equal to you in his understanding of Torah and mitzvahs. And then you give him proper critique in line with the Mishnah that Hillel said in Pirkei Avos, that we need to be like disciples of Aaron, who love peace and love everybody, even if they are not doing mitzvahs properly. And then you can bring them to Torah. Only then would you be entitled to feel any negativity. And even then, you're still only entitled to feel negativity for that bad part of his neshama. But you should still be positively disposed towards the kedusha of his neshama, to the holiness of his soul. And as we say, you can hate the evil within him, but love the good within him. And then, who knows, even if you don't fully succeed immediately in driving close to Torah, you will still have fulfilled the mitzvah through your rachamim, through your compassion, which will generate love and redeem the love that you should feel for him. And this will bring you close to him and bring him close to you, even if he is not fulfilling mitzvahs properly. And don't get distracted by those passages where it describes David HaMelech, King David, as hating God's enemies, because that is only a reference to those true, deep-seated enemies and uh, opponents of the Jewish people, which is not something that we really have nowadays, certainly not with any of the Jews who we know and meet on anything of a regular basis. So this chapter 32 is the heart and the key to understanding how a proper simcha, joy in our Jewishness, leads to the true fulfillment of loving your fellow Jew as yourself. That is the conclusion of chapter 32. Thank you all for listening.